What up, what up, beautiful people? It's your girl. I'm back. Um, this is like kind of just a plethora, a mismatch of things um, that was on my mind. This particular podcast that I have the quiet time. Because I'm going to tell y'all, you know, where I'm at. I need, you know, if you really want to help your girl, if you really want to hear this podcast, send your girl some, like, materials that stop noise. You know, like some foam insulation or something. You know, steal it if you have to. I will pay your bail because there is no way that I can possibly, (coughs) excuse me, do something with audio, video, whatever. The last video that I even recorded, I had to trash that because... Totally, totally, totally just horrible sounds in the background that didn't need to be there. So when I do do this, when I do do, do do do, do do brown, when I do this podcast, it usually is when air is absolute quiet and I can just talk to you guys and you can hear me without, you're going to hear the siren because this is New York, but without any other, uh, you know, uh, interruption whatsoever. But that being said, I did promise my people of the page that I would do a review of The Rise of Skywalker. But here's the thing about that. Um, While I like the film, I have now, you know, when you do that thing, when you watch something, you you're like, yeah, I like it. And you like it as it is and for what it is as a movie. But excuse me, I must have a frog in my throat. But when you actually go back and you think about it or you watch it a second time and you really mull it, um, there are things that stick out to you that are just like, I I can't roll with that. I, I can't roll with that. And being that I have been writing pretty much my whole life, when a movie has or a TV show has terrible writing, I, it's it's like, it it's like OCD for me. I, it sticks out immediately to me, and I just can't let it go. And so the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, yeah, this is this cool, like nice little visuals, what have you, know, whatnot. But the writing be having me like itching. So I made a video about it, and. I didn't want to put it out there because I was basically tearing the thing apart and I didn't want to do that because it actually is a good film. But as far as a Star Wars film and as far as something that ends a chapter, I just couldn't roll with that whatsoever. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to break it apart piece by piece. The things that I loved is going to be one thing. And then piece by piece, I'm going to break apart The things that I really didn't like and I think don't work in terms of the saga overall. Because going back and thinking about it and realizing that a lot of those things have huge holes in them. And a lot of things have huge implications for the entire saga that really shouldn't be there. (laughs) You know? Uh... I have I have to to give it my full undivided attention, 
And that means uh, slugging off the new year. That means slugging off me just coming home and kicking it and being a whole potato. And that means actually putting in work. And, um, you know, the spirit guys did kick me in my forehead uh, a couple of days ago and was like, this is your journey. Like, <laughs> you need to, you know, do this. This is what you need to do. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, but, you know, uh, uh, listen, I, I be on some, like, I don't know if I should keep doing this for the simple fact that <laughs> sometimes you feel like you're talking into a void. And, you know, my whole thing with this is that social media is the very first word is social and to just constantly talk into space and not have anybody have a discourse with you for me makes me feel like Tuesday you know when I'm talking to my damn self so it will be coming um you have to have patience with me because like I've said several times on this podcast and like I've probably said on the page I am a person who thinks things out I, I am a writer so I have to make sure all my thoughts are 100% there in the podcast, on the page, and I'm not going back later saying, that's not what I wanted to say, and do a retread, and this is this is 2020. This is 2020. This is 2019. This is 2010 with my brain, and that's just the way, you know, I was born. So stay tuned for that. Um, uh that's what's coming up. But I just wanted to speak on a few things like that happened in the past year. You know, other pop culture things that were interesting to me, other things that are happening right now that, you know, I have to make my mark on and say. Um, first thing is I made a video on my IG. I think I uploaded it to my Facebook. Those of you who know me may have seen it on there. I didn't upload it to the page because at the time the page was the page is just for Star Wars, but there is going to be a second page that comes from my Instagram that's going to be like me just doing stuff that has nothing to do with Star Wars. But be that as it may, um Watchmen. I don't know if any of you have watched it, but you need to. And um It kind of goes hand in hand for me in terms of Star Wars, because especially in terms of the character Finn, because this show was written by a white person. And I'm sure they had maybe had some black people in the writer's table, in the writer's room or whatever. But this show is what I'm talking about when you talk about black people as characters in genre fiction, in genre films, in genre television. Going deep is what I'm asking for. Now, maybe some people are just asking for representation and that's fine. But I'm asking for an examinations and a feeling of who we are in this country and and what we go through and our psychological processes of being black in this country. And Watchmen did that. And not only did it do that, it used the template of a comic book that was really sort of geared towards the white experience and it made it almost seamless. It was like, yeah, you know, well, that was that. Well, this is this. And 
I found it to be just very, very engaging, very deep. There's a, there's a lot of things in there that you can unpack. You can rewatch it again, and you can find a lot of things about, you know, America. You can find a lot of things about black people, obviously, but also, you know, a an Asian character who is very complex and is is not a, a character who's you know just shuffling around, bending and being sort of submissive, but you know, and and you know, we people stereotype them as being submissive and and all unintelligent or nerdy or weird or quirky or whatever. But she was not submissive and she was intelligent at the same time. But she was also very frightening in terms of her intelligence, you know, and what she could do with it, and you know, her Asianness and what we. The stereotype of how we see Asians was used very interestingly. You know, her mother being a maid who took Ozymandias' sperm and put it inside her to be like, fuck you, you know, I'm going to get what you, you know, your so-called intelligence and I'm going to use it against you. And I found it to be, I just found the whole show to be very interesting. So if you have not seen that and I'm sorry about the little teeny tiny spoiler I just dropped there. If you're not seeing that, I think that you should definitely watch it. And um, you know, I'm even thinking about I had the the original Watchmen comic, but psh, you know, life happens. Uh people happen, sticky fingers happen. And um I might even have to go cop that again and a supposed supposed sequel that um came from that comment so that was something that I did want to touch on I'm not going to do too much of an in-depth thing on it but I am going to laud it as one of the best of 2019 because it, it just simply blew me away every episode I wanted more and I don't think that it needs to be sequelized I don't think it needs to come back I think you know that on its own just stands the test of time um and it and and it just you can rewatch it and you probably could find other things that, you know, your mind is like, wow, you know. So shout out to Lindelof for that because it was just amazing. The acting was incredible and I I really did enjoy it. So that's one thing. Um the other thing is the thing is going around that I I'm kinda not gonna watch because it's something to me and and not, and this is not me bashing people who enjoy it, but it's something to me that's kind of played um, that Lifetime was doing for like 25 years or even 30 years. And that's this You uh, show. Um, I had a friend of mine text me. She was like, girl, you need to watch You. And, and I looked at the description and I kind of was like, nah, I'm good. You know, that whole stalker shit and this person is a stalker. And, and then, you know, people, again, romanticizing someone who is crazy and dangerous and and white. And I just, I'm over that, you know. And people could come for me because they could be like, oh, well, you know what I'm saying? Like, you like Vader, you like Kylo Ren. Yeah, but I don't, I know that those are two individuals that have done crazy shit. I'm not romanticizing them. I'm actually liking the character and understanding the character in terms of honestly I've been there <laughs> you know I as in both of those instances with Vader and Kylo I have been that person you know and the, that's where the dark side took me you know 
if you really know what's going on with both of those characters. But I have never been somebody who stalks and wants to murder people who don't love me or or fixated on people. I've just never been that person, even though I do like to watch things about serial killers because the psychology of it can be interesting. There's just something really bland about it that I, I... I'm not really feeling. I just, I find it to be like, ugh, you know what I'm saying? And people hyping up, dude from Gossip Girl, I'm like, he never was fine like that. And I'm just kind of looking at y'all like, is it the crazy that got you hot or what? Because I don't see it. I really don't see it. You know, I, I can't see it. It's not something that for me, um, it's interesting. But y'all go off. Y'all enjoy. Everybody has little fruits that they <clears throat> consume and they love. And I'm not hating, but I'm just stepping back away from that because there's nothing interesting about it. And like I said, you know, Lifetime has been doing that for 35 years. So, and I've only literally watched three lifetime films and enjoyed one because it taught me a lesson there's no lesson to be learned for me in that there's just me like looking at motherfuckers like okay he's crazy and that's usually what happens when i watch id channel or any crime thing like that i I just absorb what the person who's involved in the murder is doing so that i know to stay away from people like that so I, I just don't, I don't need that in my life. But y'all go forth and y'all enjoy. It's not a recommendation for me because I've never watched it. Uh, so tres, the third, third thing. Um, the Witcher, no, I have not watched that yet. I, I, I really don't know anything about The Witcher. So if somebody can put me on game and give me a little outline as to what is going on there, I definitely watch it. I do think that Henry, that you want to talk about somebody who is fine? Henry Cavill has always been consistently fine from the beginning. I'm sorry. He just has, if you watch the Tudors, you would know. That's the first time I saw him. I was like, wait a minute. He's too fine to be in the background. And they got this weird looking motherfucker at the front being the king. What is happening? And I was just like, this is, who is that? So, and when he was Superman, like, I felt he was robbed because he was just as about as close as we going to get to somebody who physically looks like Superman Kyle-El Clark Kent. And, you know, Warner Brothers shot the bed with that. I feel like they wasted dude. And if I was him and they asked me to come back, I'd be like, fuck y'all. You know, because I've been here. <laughs> I've been waiting here. Y'all just don't know what the fuck to do. So... I want to watch it for that alone, but I'm going to need people who that see, you know, this era that we live in of hyping everything to, it's the greatest thing ever to, oh my God, it sucks. It's the worst thing ever. It, it got to end. Can we end that in 2020? Can we stop that? Because there are things that are, are middle ground and are just, eh, you know, it was all right. It was entertaining. It's, it's, we, we, I don't think we've... We have yet to experience something that's so life-changing, earth-shattering to the point where we all just fall back and die. We haven't experienced that yet. And maybe personally for you it is, but you can't like come on the internet and use hyperbole 
from a personal standpoint because everyone has their own taste. Things are subjective. So when I see people saying, The Witcher is better than Game of Thrones, I'm looking at them like, you got to be fucking kidding me because if it don't have dragons, nigga, if it don't have the quality CGI and the characterization, then it's not. You know, because all the things that Netflix, most of the period pieces that Netflix has done have really looked very cheap and the production value has been terrible. And I'm really eager to see this to for that reason, because if y'all are saying it's good, then it's good. But please don't engage in hyperbole because that doesn't get no, especially me. It doesn't get anybody to watch anything. It just gets people to side eye you and they watch it and they were like, that shit was trash. So I don't know what you talking about, but you was hyping it and it was trash. So just relax. Be easy. If you like it, just simply saying you like it is enough of a recommendation of something. Like you don't have to like bring fireworks with you and a band. We we get it. We'll we'll check it out and we'll see it. And if we don't like it, we don't. But I'm that's my steez, you know, middle ages type stuff is something that I do enjoy. So I am looking forward to seeing that and you know, just off the strength of the fact that of course Henry Cavill is fine. Um I would watch that man uh basically read the Bible. And y'all know my relationship with the Bible. But um, maybe some of y'all don't, but I would listen and watch him read the Bible and maybe might even learn something or appreciate, um, even though I've read the Bible cover to cover. But that's neither here nor there. I, You know, let's make another analogy. I wouldn't literally watch that man watch paint being dry. It's just it's just that simple. Um, it's just that simple, uh, you know, because going back to Watchmen, dude who played Dr. Manhattan, you know, before he dropped trial, was an attractive man. So I'm after beauty. I don't, I don't really care what race it is, but if you have a thing, you a certain thing that I enjoy, I'm going to watch you. You know, I might say your, your movie or your TV show was trash, but I'll, I'll have had six hours five hours four two three one with seeing your face and just enjoying it so that'll be the next thing that i dive into um i was told that season two was coming out next year so i think that gives me plenty of time to if i like it to get obsessed about it because it's usually what happens i like something and i start getting obsessed and having to go by and you know read and absorb myself into the world and that's basically what happened with game of thrones um so that's the witcher um the thing i wanted to talk about just slipped my damn mind oh right um mandalorian um I know it seems as though I am like neglecting that in terms of my podcast, but I'm not because the the series is literally eight episodes and I've I've remarked on every one that I can and of course, you know, everybody knows my baby Yoda obsession, our baby Yoda obsession, the collective world's baby Yoda obsession. But um I, I think one day I'll sit down before we get season two and really just go into how 
the Mandalorian technically saved Star Wars. Like, it, it literally did. Because if it didn't come out when it did, and it didn't show out when it did, then I think I and a lot of other people would be in a very different relationship with Star Wars. I think it would Star Wars as a fandom would keep sort of going downhill. I mean, now you can see there's like a... It's like two a fork in a road. There's one road where people are just angry and they're going to stay angry and they're going to jump on anybody that doesn't agree with them. And then there's another road where we have watched The Mandalorian. We enjoy it. Baby Yoda is our light and our love and our Lord and Savior. And we're just going with the flow because I'm trying to get to Obi-Wan in 2021. That's That's what I'm trying to do. That's one of the things I've been waiting for. The Mandalorian presently surprised me. I'm so glad it wasn't Boba Fett because I feel like Boba Fett's story is done and we don't need to go find the nooks and crannies. I think that's what happened with Solo. They kind of went back and tried to write Han Solo's story when in the EU it was already written and we all had that in our heads. And then the story they gave was just ass cheeks and I I couldn't abide. You know, if it was any other character the movie would have been fine but y'all had to you know disney just had to you had to keep milking the ot characters till they're dry right i see you but don't do that no more because it just it didn't work you know i will say that rogue one worked i do think it's one of my favorite modern star wars films i do like rogue one a lot but Solo is one of those things where I cannot watch it again because it 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 just made me angry in terms of the characterization, in terms of the story that they chose to make for Aunt Solo. And I just found it to be unnecessary. Um, while it was cool to see a young Lando, it could have been cool to see a young Lando in his own story. Nobody has really... No, if you want to milk people from the OT, milk people like Lando from the OT and tell their story. Like, you now you have Disney Plus, you can definitely tell his story all the way till he's older because Billy D's still around. Give that man some play. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all going after people who don't want to deal with it no more. Like, they, they done. The book is done. You know, it's just why I, I don't blame John Boyega for saying he doesn't want to do Disney Plus, but I bet if they rolled up a truck of money at his house he do it because he's one of those characters again that has a story that needs to be fleshed out and can be told and you know hey so i will get into a big thing about the mandalorian because i feel that it for something that had such a small time of being in front of you 30 to 35 almost 40 sometime minutes it packed a lot in those minutes and even the critics had to admit that at a certain point we got to where we needed to get and then just the the lore nuggets see this is what i'm saying like the the lived in world of it like the the complications of what was going on is what make it save sorrows because that's what those of us who are kind of just like eh, about the sequel trilogy wanted, we just wanted to get into that world. You know, it's such a rich world. It's almost like the world of Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings, where it's such a world that kind of sucks you in there that if you have asset, it 
it looks terrible. It has it's hollow. You know, you have to go all the way in with the Lord. You have to go all the way in. And you have to present it as such that it makes sense. And I kept telling people, be patient. They're like, oh, this is like, you know, these these little side missions a week, you know, I was like, be patient. This That's a lot of people's problem nowadays is you don't have any patience. You want instant gratification because you can find everything on your phone immediately and you don't have to go to the library. You don't have to wait. But let me tell you something, a good story, it envelops, it, it takes time, it opens up to you. And when you get to the end, you're like, oh my God, or you, or you are sad that it's over. Like I was legitimately sad. I was like, damn, you know, I might have to just watch the whole thing again. And, you know, it wasn't a Baby Yoda commercial. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you think about it, everything is a commercial in a capitalist society, like everything, um, because they want you to buy. But it would have been something if they were like, oh, you like Baby Yoda? Well, we're not releasing shit. basically let people just lose it that would have been something interesting but um you know disney's gonna they're gonna profit off of everything and then that's what they do and you you shouldn't be surprised and and, and you shouldn't be cynical because this is the way (laughs) basically this is the way and it also brings up this thing of puppeteering you know is still a great art that should not be lost i mean that puppet is amazing like i'm about to like look and see who did that puppet that puppet is absolutely amazing like the 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 facial expressions the little teeth the smile i mean it, that's why we became so enamored with him i'm calling it a him cuz i'm getting real male energy from um, the child, but I mean, that's why we're so enamored with that character because it's just, it, it is amazing. And, and whoever did that puppet deserves like an Academy Award, deserves an Emmy. I'm really serious because that is amazing. And the, and the one who did the puppetry of the Ugnot, I mean, it could have looked completely ridiculous every time he said, I have spoken, but you felt like those words and that voice came from that puppet. I'm just like, y'all, this is what happens when you have that much money and you have that much reach to get the best of the best. And it should look like the best of the best. You know, it should feel like the best of the best. It shouldn't feel like you halfway did or cooked the steak. And the steak should just taste like filet mignon. And that's what the Mandalorian was. And, you know... You have so many people now who didn't give a fuck about Mandalorians who are like, I want to know more. And the people like me who always loved that culture was just like, here you go on a platter left to say, welcome, welcome. You know, and you're going to have so many people now watching Clone Wars and and Rebels and they're going to just be eating because this is probably some people's gateway into Star Wars because of Baby Yoda because Baby Yoda is a prophet. You know, he came and brought those people who thought never, I never watched Star Wars. He brought y'all into it, okay? And now you're stuck because you got to come back for season two and you know you do. You know it. So I'm just letting, I'm letting you know that you're going to be back. Baby Yoda is a prophet. He brought you into the light and you are here with us and just deal with it. 
You ain't got to watch the saga films, but you're going to watch Mandalorian and you know you are. So <clears throat> I'm just going to do one. I might make that a video one because I just, I I enjoyed it very much. I might make it a video one because at this year, maybe Yoda is going to actually be here with me in my house in May because I did order the plush and I'm basically like it's gonna be like my child you know was born has come home and you know swaddling clothes and all and that yeah that sounds crazy but I have said that's my child that's my boy you know you're gonna see us if I do videos you're gonna see us doing some ball-headed whole shit whatever we do we do yeah, you might be saying, oh, you can't do that with a force user. I'm like, look, I'm just going to test him and see if he is on the dark side or not. That's what I'm doing. So <clears throat> stay tuned for that because when it gets here, there's going to be some fuckery involved. Um, yeah, I got, I got a license for fuckery and that's just the way it is. So that's The Mandalorian. And then finally... Want to talk about toxicity versus accountability, and I want to talk about this in ter- in re- in relation to the whole thing that happened with John Boyega on Twitter. Now, if you're not familiar with what happened the other day on New Year's Eve, um, John posted a post on Twitter, basically, kind of side-eyeing the whole Raylo thing. And, of course, the wolves, the she-wolves came and attacked him for doing that and attacked him, attacked his character. And then he made another comment. It probably looked like it was on Instagram. And he alluded to the fact of someone said, well, that's why, and this is a spoiler, Okay, if you haven't seen the Rise of Skywalker, I was I would suggest that you um scrub, you know, <laughs> scroll on by for whatever is at the end and come back or don't because this is a spoiler. Um someone said, Well, I guess you know, in so many words, you know, Ben died so you know Finn can get a chance and he was and then John responded saying that yeah, you know, it's not about who kisses her, it's about who lays the pipe. So then that ended up being more of a problem because here we have the fake woke police again coming and saying that's offensive to women and to Daisy and someone who ended up being um, exposed as a fake profile came and said on behalf of black women, I'm disgusted. So the whole tide rolled on and on and and people revealed themselves you know people said racist shit people said out off the wall shit people just revealed themselves in this entire situation and let's okay let's put this out on the table right now very clearly Whatever fandom you're from, whatever fandom you you love and you're a part of, that's fine. There are things within a fandom 
that other fans don't like and don't appreciate. And that's because we're all human. We all, all our brains are colored and, and, and attracted to very different things. That being said, okay, there's just certain behavior as a person that you don't engage in. You have to take accountability for your actions anywhere on earth. Not only just the internet, but anywhere. If you are offended by something, say you're offended, quite simply. But something like that, something in which a person who has worked on a film, who has been paid to be a character in a film, who is speaking about fictional characters that do not exist... Mind you, don't exist. They're not real. Ray and Kylo are not real. I just want to let people know. Maybe it's a news flash to some people, but they're not real. Just like a $5 bill can't get you nothing. $5 bill. Just like a $2 bill. $5 bill can get you a lot. Kind of. You go to Dollar Tree, it can't. But a $2 bill can't really... Most people look at you like, what? What is this? Is this fake money? Is this Monopoly money? What the fuck are you giving me this for? Kylo and Ray can't get you nowhere because they don't exist. They were played by actors. And if you watched the movie and you said, hmm, I like these two characters together. I'm going to ship them. Ho, 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 hum, ho. Then that's your prerogative. But where you need to draw the line is in real life. Because your fantasy play is not real life. And there are going to be people outside of your fantasy bubble that are like, this is disgusting for reasons being A, B, C, and D. And you're going to have to take that. Because, you know, this is coming from somebody who ships Steve Rogers and Tony Stark together. And people are like, yo, you wildin' that they're not gay. And I'm like, I see what I see and I do what I do. And hey, I don't care how you feel. So I have been there, Raylos. I've been there. But you know what? I also know when to disengage. I also know when the, when shit can be funny. When I'm not being paid to be a stony or I'm not being paid to be a shipper of a particular ship. I, y'all not being paid for this. That's the thing. And you should channel all that energy that you have about these two characters into your own creative pursuits. Then you won't have to take this on as a personality, as something that can psychically and and, and emotionally scar you because it shouldn't. It really shouldn't. What he said, you should have just been like, <laughs> you so funny. But then you took it to the man's race immediately because... Underneath all that, the reason why you don't want Finn to be with Ray is because he's black and she's white. But you know what? I'm going to welcome you to Star Wars real quick. Mace, black. Lando, black. There's a lot of other characters in the EU that are of color or are drawn as of color. Don't nobody step to them and be like, listen, black Jedi, what are you doing here? No one brings up their race. No one. They exist as they exist from whatever planet they're from. That's the beauty of Star Wars, really, in, in, in that regard. That outside of all this bullshit that we put on each other, these labels or whatever, these boxes, these entitlements that we put on each other, that world, there was a Mason Windu who was one of the bad 
badassest Jedi who ever lived. And no one has said he was the badassest black Jedi who ever lived. He was just a badass Jedi, period. So if Finn wanted to holler at Rey, it's space and opportunity. It's free real estate. He could. But y'all are so stuck and fixated on y'all purpose of white being just the thing. It, it is the standard that you just can't, you just cannot see that lady loving, caring, being with a black man whatsoever. That you're willing to jump yourself down a hole to reach for the stars for a ship that really for everybody looks a little is a little funky not gonna lie to you and that was only legitimized in 4.5 seconds of the film and then that was a reach that's like we reaching and then oh boy spoilers drop dead on the fucking ground so that's the end the grand opening grand closing for y'all Y'all need to wake up and be in reality because life is not Tumblr and y'all don't have the right to sit there and come for that man for his opinion. You really don't because you're becoming the very thing that you said everyone four years ago was saying about you guys. You guys were like, oh, we're being, you know, victimized because we're Raylo. No, you you're being victimized because you're extra as fuck and because you're acting delusional. You need to, you know, take your ship. If you really want to ship that, take the good with the bad. Because that's what I do when I ship Tony and Steve together. It's more so the friction of the good and the bad and the actual, you know, um, the actual differences between the two men and what that would be like if they try to overcome these differences and be together and and love each other in that way but the differences still stand y'all just slap this whole like gothic romance and like they don't care about anything and they're together and yes they fight but they want to be together and i'm just sitting here like okay because if i really wanted to i could make a podcast about right you know what i might just might just make a podcast about how while Raylo is sketch. And you can't go around throwing around the word toxicity if everything that you're doing is in a toxic, negative, negative way of thought. You you just can't do that. You know, that's like gasoline showing up to gasoline and be like, <laughs> what you going to do? No, what you going to do? It makes no sense. Step back and think about what you really fighting for, what you really over here spewing out racist statements about fictional characters. Come on. And that entire cast has the absolute right to say whatever they want to say about the way that film is written because they were the ones who had to act it. And if they want to say, if John Boyega wants to say that that romance was trash, he has a every right, even before, even more so than you, to say that. Because his name going to be on that forever. 
His name's gonna be on that movie forever. Daisy Ridley's name gonna be on that forever. Adam Driver's name is gonna be on that forever. Period. Your name is nowhere on that shit. You just bought the ticket and you watched it and you walk away and then you going on Tumblr and making all your fucking weird Raylo, um, you know, fan fictions or whatever, which is your prerogative. But keep that over there. Keep that over there. Because now, I mean, if you don't and you, you get mad, now all you're revealing is, number one, your racism, and number two, that you're mentally ill. Like, one chick was really literally on there crying and talking about something. I have to leave Star Wars fandom because I've never been so mistreated because because of a fucking ship, my nigga. Like, what? What? What is wrong with you people, man? Like, I really kind of fear for the generation behind me because you guys latch on to things that have no value no value you and you it's like you scared to step away from the internet and actually go out and live and find out that oh my god there's life more to life than my tumblr page there's more to life than my twitter there's more to life than my ig like you do need to understand that these are tools, tools that are used to connect other people with other people, tools that are used to promote yourself on and on and on. This is not home. This is not the world. This is not outside. It is literally just a box with wires and things in the box called apps that you use to talk to people. The people, yes, behind those Avatars are very much real and very much human and they get your message, but they also log off and they live. This man has made a lot of money being this character. You know, he doesn't need for you to like what he said or not. He doesn't need for you to be like, oh, yeah, you're absolutely right about Raylo. Oh, yeah, you're absolutely wrong because you did this. If y'all had played it playfully as jokes, it would have probably turned out to be totally different. But again, this group of people that is infiltrating the Star Wars universe is, is seeming very, very, very fragile about something that doesn't matter. I don't even remember there being that much steam behind Anakin and Batman. And that's another toxic relationship. If you really want to get to the nitty gritty of it. I don't remember that. Like in the internet was vaguely there when I was a teenager, when that stuff started happening, people were shipping them, but it wasn't like this. I'm like, well, what the fuck happened? Oh yeah, that's right. Things got more intense on the internet. I mean, you know, it, it, you have to ask yourself, is it toxic or do you need to take accountability for the things that you have said? And John Mahega didn't back down. He took accountability for what he said, his opinion. But what he said after that, there was nothing toxic about it. It's a joke on a fictional character. He didn't say, oh, I'm a pipe daisy down later because once again, Daisy is the actress. Ray is the character. You guys got to start learning how to differentiate it. And you ain't the first or last to do this. There are many fandoms where people can't differentiate the actor from the character. And it's like, <sighs> get some therapy. Get some therapy. I mean, 
It's one thing to love, you know, a particular thing and wanting to be a part of fandom and to argue down the things that happen within the fandom and within that one thing you love. But it's a whole nother thing to start jumping down actors' throats. And that's where a lot of Star Wars fans are at right now. And I think that y'all need to step away from the motherfucking computer and the phone. Because you can't berate these people for doing their job. You really can't. Now, you can criticize the way something was brought forth to you. Writing, acting, CGI. But you can't sit there and berate them for existing and for being human and for having an opinion. Especially now when most of them are done with it. And they're going to come. And listen, it's happened before. The OT actors have come out swinging so you know y'all new to this but this has happened several times before and it seems like y'all getting ready to ramp this up again and we don't need that we don't need it so you need to just fall the fuck back go back on tumblr and deal with that shit over there because it it, is ridiculous you know so that is all i have to say about that that's my rant podcast for this week (laughs) i just had some a few things to say i hope that y'all um had a wonderful new year's eve i hope that y'all continuing to have a wonderful new year 2020 there's going to be a lot of things coming down that i'm going to try to do for this um brand that i created uh many bothans fried by the way um is on facebook um working on getting it on ig never going to twitter so just to make sure y'all know, never going to Twitter because I'll tell you what. Number one, I'm not going to be typing and putting my ideas within any proximity of Donald Trump. Number two, if anybody had chosen or had tried to come for me before I sent for them, they better be ready with the battalion because I'm not going to play. I'm not playing games with nobody. Okay. I'm I'm getting to be too old for the back and forth. So it's just going to be a whole lot of black people and about two people on my Twitter. That's why I was like, it's a waste of time. Because I'm not doing, jumping through hoops. I'm not doing all that just for, what, 124 characters? No. So everything that I do will stay within the realm of a IG, Facebook, YouTube, whatever else. So, if you're not following the page, Mini Buffers Fry on Facebook, please do because there's where I write. There is where I share crazy memes that I've created. There are a few memes up for the Rise of Skywalker. So, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, you probably won't get the context of what I'm talking about. Or if I have dropped spoilers already, I do apologize. But the movie did come out on December 20th, and we are now in January 2nd. So, I think I've waited long enough. But uh, in any event, spoilers. So you guys continue to sleep. Have a blessed, blessed, blessed week, a best, blessed day. Try to see things on a positive side. And remember that we everything isn't toxic. But sometimes you have to, under, you have to think about, are you projecting your own toxicity? 
Are you not seeing things in a nuanced fashion? We have to bring back nuance. We can't lose nuance because it's so important. Because when you start thinking in black and white terms, you lose the gray area that life really kind of sits in between because not everything is black or white. There's a lot of gray in life. And take accountability for your actions. Before you type something, think about, you know, somebody is going to read this. Do I want to look like a whole asshole for the rest of my life? Because people do screenshot. So remember, accountability. Take accountability for the things you say. I'll see you guys on the same bad time, same bad channel. Peace. Only just begun. You understand?